Hello everyone, and here are your FET news. Join Andrew every Thursday on our podcast for his show, Let's Fret About Education, where he discusses his own opinions about the topics on future educators talk and what's happening around the world. Join me every Friday for Damien Talks Education, where I am talking about all things education. So make sure you follow on social media and subscribe on YouTube. Join KJ for virtual Bible study every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on the Relentless L-U-C-H-U YouTube channel. And make sure you subscribe. New episodes of Future Edge Cares Talk drops every Thursdays. So follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. Follow Future Edge Cares Talk on social media. Facebook, Future Edge Cares Talk. Instagram, Future Educators Talk, Twitter, FEDU Talk, and follow your hosts on social media as well. Andrew Fret, Instagram, it's Andrew Fret, Twitter, Darren underscore Fret, Damian Anderson, Instagram, D Damian Anderson, Twitter, underscore Damian Anderson, KJ Johnson the second, Instagram and Twitter. KJ Johnson II and Coach Darnell Jerome. Instagram at Coach underscore DJ12 and Twitter at Coach Darnell J. So follow your hosts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Future Edge Cares Talk, and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode of our video version episodes. Also, you can now listen to past episodes of our show on our YouTube channel and everywhere on podcast platform. Welcome to Future Edge Cares Talk with your hosts, Andrew Fred, Damian Anderson, KJ Johnson II, and Coach Darnell Jerome. Now, let's talk education because FET starts now. What's going on, everybody? It's KJ here, letting you know that if you have any questions or concerns about future educators' talk, stories to share, feedback to make our podcast better, reactions to the topics that we discuss, jokes to tell, or you would like someone for the co-host to interview, please let us know by direct messaging us on Instagram at Future Educators Talk, emailing us at futureeducatorstalk at gmail.com, or sending in a voice message to us by going to anchor.fm slash futureedtalk. Click on the message tab to where you can record your question to us. Once again, we thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support, and we cannot wait for you to tune in for season four for today is a fifth grade educator, a speaker, a mental health advocate, an activist in his community, and who is also known as the Dope Educator. So everyone, welcome on to our show, David Jamison II. We'll bring him on now. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? How's it going, good people? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well, man. I, I can't complain at all, man. I'm blessed, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. Yes, sure. Yes. Yes, it is our pleasure. Um, so, Coach Darnell, I'm going to let you have it first. <laughs> well, 
I, I've heard about you, man. You know, the handshakes and, you know what I mean? Like, and I like that swag, man. I, I, I like how, you know, especially as a black male educator, like, and it's not so many of us in the field, but man, how you just was able to bring that, that swagger, you know, letting them know that, man, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? To have fun with your kids, you know, and as long as we're improvising everything in the classroom, it's okay to get a little handshake in here. Like, cause I do it with my girls in, in basketball. Like we got a little handshake and we do our thing. But what made you want to come up with that concept of saying, hey, you know what? Let's show another side of how educators can really act with these, with, you know, with the kids. And, you know, how did that come about for you? Well, man, uh, I believe, man, that you have to be able to catch the fish before you can actually clean the fish, man. You feel me? So it's many people that are trying to clean a fish that they haven't even caught yet, right? Uh, so my purpose of, of, of doing that, man, is, is to kind of build that relationship, man. Let kids know that, hey, man, you are appreciated. That, yo, I have to go beyond that script to reach that, that child's heart, man. So, man, uh, me and my best friend since third grade, we had an obsession, man, with handshakes, man, since I was a kid. So when I became an educator, man, I took that same that same energy and I brought it into the, the actual classroom, man. So, man, uh, that's how I came up, up with it, man. I just wanted to, man, just create a, a safe place, man. Kids, they they deal with so much at home. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, they come from adverse childhood experiences, man, and they need someone that they can trust, man. Someone that that they can count on, man. Someone that they can look and see a representation of of them, man. So, uh. That's pretty much why I did it, bro. You know, I just wanted to just reach beyond that script, man, to reach that that child's heart, man. Yeah, I can. Yes, that. yes. Now, um, despite you being misunderstood um, in your early childhood, um, and you consistently being suspended um, from your school for misbehavior, um, you always knew that your purpose in life was to inspire people which i love that about you so i want to know this and with our viewers um what decides you to want to become a teacher in the first place <laughs> man what's fun is that i never wanted to be a teacher man i never want to be an educator <laughs> uh, <laughs> man i was literally man uh in atlanta i was doing acting right commercial print i had a uh, transition from corporate uh, world man moved to Atlanta on faith, right? Uh, man, mm -hmm. God, one day told me, hey, pack up. I, well, I say it was God. I felt like God was speaking to me. So I packed up <laughs> my bags, man. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta. You know, I uh, pursued a career in acting, uh, man. And I was real ending on the highway. So that sent me back home, right? So when I came back home, I was actually working part-time, man, serving tables when I bumped into my principal, who was also from my hometown, right? So he asked me a critical question. He said, do you have a passion for kids because we need more black men in education, right? So that one answer, man, pretty much led me into, into the actual school system. And less than two weeks, I was in a, a building teaching, man, in less than two weeks, just by me saying yes. So, man, I would say to anybody's watching, man, that your breakthrough sometimes come from simple, your simple yes, from you simply being obedient. You, you know what I'm saying? We often think, uh, think that our breakthrough comes from, you know, the things that we have planned uh, in life, man. But oftentimes, bro, if you just be obedient to God's will, man, 
he would definitely open up doors, man, that you could never open on your own, man. So just simply, man, just a favor, man. You know, I never, I never knew that so many doors would actually open uh, for me through being in education. Never wanted to be a teacher. Like you said, I was a problem kid. I stayed in trouble in school, man. I was suspended almost every week, right? So I think that oftentimes, man, that um, God would take the person that was least counted on, right, growing up. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'm the person that was counted on. I was once that person that was actually counted out. So uh, it's amazing, bro, how uh, things has, has uh, shifted for me, man. All right. Yeah. So let's get to the good stuff, man. What you what projects you got you working on right now, man? What, what, what you what you got lined up in the in the sky? Yeah, what God calling you to do now? Like I want oh, to know man. what you got. Oh man, you trying to get my business now, man. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> oh man, look, you gonna have to wait on that, man. <laughs> but man, I'm 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 actually uh working on a book, man. I'm 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 not gonna talk more, you know, talk a lot, say say a lot about the book, man, but um I'm actually working on a book right now, man, um, for kids, man. So I think that it's definitely going to be um, something, man, that kids can take and, and apply to their everyday life, man. So uh, that's one thing that I'm working on at this this very moment, man. Uh, also, man, I, I can see a possible merch line coming out soon too with it, man. So uh, that's a couple of things, man. That's just a little, a little hint, man, a little clue, you know. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so hold on, David, because if you got merch, go ahead, go when, ahead. When, when that merch come out, when that merch come out, Please let me know, because it's funny that you say that, because we were talking about Black Lives Matter, and we were talking about supporting Black businesses, and it's so funny, like, it's funny how you talking about this, and we just talked about this last week. I feel like me and Damien, man, like, when we get these guests, bro, it's like y'all be reading our minds like we read y'all's. So it's like, man, when, when God bless you with that clothing line, man, please let us know, man, because we would love to represent you know what it is that you're putting out there, man. I, I definitely appreciate it, man. I definitely That's appreciate it. Yeah. So, yes. So let's get into this here of the importance of making students feel loved and valued. What does that quite mean to you there? Uh, because I believe, and I've talked with um, some of my friends about this um, on our show, that especially during this time right now, we are still in this pandemic and our students, they need us more than ever. So what's what, what will you tell everyone out here of how we can be there for our students and what kind of way can we be there? How, how can we help out in these times that we are in? Man, uh, I think it's very important, man, to, to, to show kids that authentic, that authenticity, man. Um, kids can see, man, when you're, you're, you're a fraud, man. Kids can see right, like right through that, man. So I would say to anyone, man, that just just be yourself, man. And I only be be yourself, man, but just let kids know that, hey, you know, I'm here for you. Sometimes the best thing that you can do, man, is just listen to a child, man. I can't explain right. to you how many times, man, I have learned so much from a child just by simply listening and hearing that 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 child out, man. So uh, I think at this very moment, we have to go beyond. If we're going through right now, if if we're depressed, we're going through what do you think the kids are going through at this very moment right so uh virtual learning man has 
definitely been a challenge. But I've learned that oftentimes, man, we have to focus on what it can be instead of what it actually looks like. Okay. So what does that look like? What what does it look like to focus on what it can be? Okay, so this is what it looks like. I'm teaching virtually virtually, right? <clears throat> now, I can no longer do the handshakes, the high fives in the hugs. You know, I'm I, I love the human interaction. That's what I feed off of, right? But I can't do that mm-hmm. in, anymore. And I could easily sit there and focus on, hey, what it looked like. But I've created other ways to reach those kids. So now um, to incentivize kids, man, I would drive to a kid's house now and I would actually uh, buy gifts uh, for for kids, uh, for my students of the, uh, the month that are doing great in class. Uh, it's still other ways that we can still reach kids. So I just stopped focus, uh, focusing on what it actually looked like. And I kind of changed my attention to what it can be. Uh, so man, just just simply, man, to answer that question, just simply just just being there, man. Um, just showing kids that, you know, that you you really, 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 truly care and be authentic in everything that you do. So when kids, they look at you and they see you, they, they see a person that's that's real, right? And they gravitate mm-hmm. towards that, that person, right? And so that that lets them know, hey, it's it's okay for me to be different. It's okay for me to be myself. It's okay for me to be authentic. So uh, that's what I would say to anyone, man. Just be yourself and let kids know that, hey, we may not get it right every day. You know, every day it might not be peaches and cream, but guess what? Every day is it's a new day to start over, man. Every day is a new day to start over. All right, I agree. Coach, what's up? This man deep, man. I'm listening. Like I, I ain't got no. I don't even. Okay, so, um, with that being said, so like I teach sixth through twelfth grade history. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm a different I'm a different breed of a history teacher. If that makes sense, I don't really focus on the lies in the book. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you, man. I don't focus on the lies in the book. Now, my principal has given me leeway to where we can talk about African-American history. We can talk about black history, things of that nature like that. And I want to know from you, how can I get my young men to realize that every day they are making history, not just by how they come to school to learn, but their parents. You know, I have I have kids come in my class, man, hands be sagging to the core, bro. Like they come in with this demeanor of, oh, well, you know, I play sports, so I don't really need to take your class serious because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I know you're going to pass me off rip, but I'm letting them know that only one percent of y'all will ever make it to the NFL, NBA. It doesn't matter. But your appearance is everything. And you're making history in a in a bad way because this is what they already think of you. Instead of seeing your mind and saying, you know what, let me change my approach. Let me change how I dress. Let me stop thinking that sagging is cool and things of that nature. They feel like that's the style, man. And so I'm going to preach to them because I love what I do. And I'm just tired of our brothers and our sisters getting led on to think that sports is the only way or it's their only outlet out. And they have to pretend to be something that they're not or dress to be something that they're not. And you really think that these scouts are going to really invest in you with 
how how your persona, how your demeanor, how you approach it, how you dress it. You really think they're gonna invest in you? And I don't think my young men understand that, man. So, you know, as another black male educated to another black male educator, what can I do to get their mind out of the clouds, man? Well, you know, we 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 said taste of vintage, right? We say it takes a village to raise a child, but what happens when that village is corrupt, right? So you have a lot of kids that's coming into your, your class every single day, man. But the environment that they're in is a corrupt environment, right? Okay. So that's why they don't they don't get it. Okay. So uh, what what can you do? Uh, you have to be that exemplar, right? Letting them know. You know what I'm saying? That uh, you can be an educator and you can still be dope. You know, my my students look at me, man, and they see they don't they they don't see a teacher. They see an educator, right? Because there's a difference between a teacher and an educator. Okay, and when I say that, I say that because social media is teaching our kids, right? Mm -hmm. Their surroundings are teaching them. But very little is actually educating them, right? So now it's our responsibility to educate kids, right? Okay, so how what does that look look like? Every Tuesday, we have ties for Tuesday. So I have all my boys to wear ties, and I actually show them how to tie ties. Okay. And not only do I show my boys, right? I also show my girls how to tie ties as well because. Who knows? One day the girls may grow up. They may be what single parent, and they may have to tie their their boys' tie, right? And they may want to wear a tie. Okay, so man, it's, it's like we we are we are sending a message, even right now, directly towards their future. And I cannot uh, tell you how many times, man, that uh, now they come to class on on Tuesdays when we were in uh, the building, they were excited to put the, their uh, tie on. They were excited to put on their suit, right? So these are the same people, the same boys that would typically wear the J's, you know, the, the pants sagging, but you got to show them something different, okay? okay? How 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 can you expect someone to be something that, that they have something that they have never seen, okay? So uh, I think that's where the ambiguity lies of us trying to expect something from someone. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. that they've never seen a representation of. And oftentimes we, we miss that gift because we're so focused on the package that it's wrapped in. Okay. Okay. What you got, Dave? Yeah. Um, I want to, I came across this. Um, why don't you talk with us about your experience um, attending HBCU mm -hmm. and the need for black men in in our education system because we need them badly. We really do. As long as you tell us your experience. Man, first of all, shout out to my HBCU, man. Two Glue man, the best HBCU on the planet. Uh man, I don't I let me scratch my <laughs> man, uh, man, that was the best by far the best decision, man, that I ever made was to attend an HBCU, man. That's definitely where my personality really began to blossom, man. Uh that's where I became Mr. GQ. So uh, Tougaloo, man, uh, you know, it taught me a lot, man. You know, it it, it taught me, man, just the importance of of, of individuality, the, the, the importance of representation, man. Uh, 
it taught me, man, a lot. Uh, so, man, I, I I definitely would suggest, man, an HBCU, an HBCU for anybody that's interested in going to college, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I am definitely an advocate for HBCUs. Um, I think we definitely need more black men in education. Uh, black men only make up 2% when it comes to education. And st statistics show, man, that a black boy who has had at least one black male teacher would go on to do great things in life uh, just by having that one black male educator. Uh, the, the rates going to a higher level of learning goes up by 30% just by having one black male educator. And I think, man, the reason uh, that there is a lack is because so many black boys, they don't see a representation of black men in education. They think in order to be successful, uh, you have to be an athlete, you have to be a rapper, you have to be an entertainer, right? Because that's their reality. That's what society is telling them, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have to, man, catch these boys when they're young, bro. Like We got to catch them, man, when they're in high school. Take these boys under our wings and mentor them and show them different. I think that's the disconnect. We wait too long when they have, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being manipulated by society and they want to go a different route. But what if we catch these boys right when they're young and mentor them and show them the way and kind of just just expose them to the education and the importance of black men being in education? Because education is that one profession that creates all other professions, man. So I think mm -hmm. that it's very important that they understand that and that they will understand that um, education, man, it's, it's it, man education mm -hmm. is yeah. the profession uh so i think man that we just gotta expose uh these boys man but i do not feel that educators are appreciated i i can't say that i feel that educators are appreciated i i can't say that um i think that we still have work a lot of work man we got a work to do we got a lot of work to do uh when it comes to that but we definitely have to mold those boys man at a very young age man and i think that would be the answer for it man just molding them. Yes, yeah. exactly right on that. Yes. Yeah. Coach. Yeah, definitely. You know, because as a HBCU graduate myself, like, and I can I can talk noise, you know what I'm saying? But you know, you graduate from North Carolina A&T State University, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you just got a little swag to your film. But nah, like, like you said, though, I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I tell my kids all the time, they be like, well, Coach, you know, this scout from this school came and saw me. And like I told him, your HBCUs are here for a reason. Y'all might not make it to the Tennessees and the South Carolinas and the Alabamas, but your HBCUs are here having their hand out saying, come home. Because if you were good enough, you would get seen anywhere. And see, I think for our black boys, they see, you know, the hype of the Alabamas, you know, and the Clemsons and the Ohio States. And it's like, I'm going to get there. But what if you don't? What if Florida A&M offers you and you go to Florida A&M and you kill? You can still get invited to the combine. But you know, and even go ahead, go ahead. It's go ahead, changing, go ahead. man. It's 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 changing. We we are seeing a lot of influential uh, athletes, man, transition mm -hmm. the right route now. Uh, prime time, you know, he just yes, sir. to J State, man. You know what I'm saying? So so mm -hmm. he's he's been the the exemplar even right now. So, you know, uh, I think that we are headed into a great, a great, great perspective when it comes to that, man. So um, 
Uh, I think that we're on the right track, man. We're on the right track now. But but with that right track, mm-hmm. for those young those young men who don't want to take their career with sports, how do we get them into the HBCUs to, you know, if they want to be business majors or accountants, teachers like we talked about, engineers, instead of trying to go to the high-profile schools that, you know, one in ten to get chosen for? You know, how do we... I think that's a personal uh, decision, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I I think that oftentimes you, you're you going to go where the attraction is, okay? So what do HBCUs have to do? HBCUs have to invest more in our campuses. Well, I- we have to. We, we, we have to, man. We have to do things that's going to draw more people in, you know? Um, I love my HBCU, man, but 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 you know, but when I went there, you know, I was like, it was a lot of things that were outdated. Okay, so right. we need to, man, we need to take the money that's being invested and put mm-hmm. it towards the right things, man. So mm-hmm. I think that's 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 one step, man. You know, to to you know, just to to have more pride, man, um, in in our schools, man, and just to right. invest more, not only into our schools, but but into our students as well, man. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's what I. Think, man. So, uh, that's 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 one step uh, that can be made, man. Now, let me touch on this here, and I'm trying to ask um, as many educators um, coming on to our show this here of what happened on January the sixth um, at the Capitol, um, right after the day after conversations or how did you open that up to your students the very next day you know what <laughs> i asked the man I, I love nearpod right so mm-hmm. um, that's one of my favorite apps man um so i found a lesson on nearpod about the storming of the uh capital man and it was an opportunity man for me to just allow the kids to give me their perspective i think oftentimes you know we're trying to mm-hmm. just put our perspective out there man and and oftentimes right. if we don't catch ourselves man we find ourselves not actually uh giving kids the opportunity to actually voice their opinion so what i try to do i try to create a safe place for to actually hear their perspective right so man i discussed that you know i brought up the lesson and basically, man, I allowed them to give me their perspective. What did they think about this? Do they think that this was the right thing to do, man? And that day, bro, was like, it's like all the kids had a magical moment, man. Because we we got a sense to see, man, how we all were on the, the same page, man. How we all we all agreed that this was not the right thing to do, man. So uh, they really surprised me, man, because I... Um, um, I didn't expect some of the kids to actually know what happened, uh, but it was a, it was probably about two two or three that actually knew. So when I showed the video, half of my class actually saw that for the very first time. So as, after seeing it, um, the perspectives, man, were definitely uh, aligned to um, our morals and values about life. So uh, I, to answer that question, I didn't bring it up as trying to um give my opinion about it although i wanted to i i, I could have i could have said hey you know this is a, 
you shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. But oftentimes you can you can show someone something, man, without necessarily just voicing your opinion. You should often try to give people an outlet to 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 actually have, I guess, uh, I guess, an opinion, man. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I I rather you show me any day, man. To you actually want to just come down hard on me. Like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. We, we got so many teachers, man, and, and so many uh, people in general that were actually just, you need to do this, you shouldn't do this, you need to do this, this is wrong, this is right, you should do it this way, but why don't you show me and give me an opportunity, an opportunity to express how I feel about it? And then we can all have this magical discussion about what's right and what's wrong. So that's how I presented everything yes yes and i agree with you that um we as students we have a voice our our voice needs to be heard so yeah because man look man you you got to be careful about the discussions like that man so uh you know uh you you definitely do but um but but i'm pretty you know i'm pretty you know firm man stern on what i believe in but I also understand, man, that um, as a teacher, as an educator, I have to be sensitive to certain subjects and give students, you know, the the, uh, the, the opportunity to actually give me their opinion while leading the actual discussion. Agree. With your coach, what you have? No, I'm, I'm with him on that. Definitely got to be careful how we mm-hmm. how we approach certain sure. things, and because uh-huh. that. I've noticed like a lot of kids, especially when they don't know what's going on or just don't have an insight or really understanding, they seem to twist things around. You know what I mean? Like my mom was working at a school in Orlando and this is when Obama got elected. And, you know, my mom ain't say nothing, nothing wrong. All she said was that finally, you know, there was a black president in the in the White House. Dude went and told the principal that my mom called him a nigger. And my mama got suspended. You know what I'm saying? They had to do an investigation on this. And I'm sitting here like, where'd you get getting called a nigger to we should be happy that finally there's a African-American male in Barack Obama who's in the White House? They're twisting what? Yeah, we and my mom had to sit out. You you understand what I'm saying? Until they find out, you know, that the child, you know, had lied on her and basically said, No, she she didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand. When all you had to do was just ask, Well, what do you mean by that? You know what I'm saying, Miss Wright? What do you mean we finally have a black, you know, male in the White House? What what does that mean in, in your eye? But you twisted and that's another thing, Mr. David. Why why do some kids why do some kids do that, bro? Why do they feel they have to twist things around the big Well, you know, uh kids kids are gonna be kids, man. You know, um just like you got some adults that twist things uh, you know around. <laughs> you know, so um it's just uh, one of those things, man, that um people are gonna be people and uh how you know, and it's really um, no change in that until that person actually reached that that breaking point or that uh, have ha- have that epiphany in life, man. After they are showed differently, man. So, um, right. so you know, it, it's it's um, 
you know, it, it's a way to manipulate people, you know, and right. you, you have to catch that early because uh, if, if, if you don't, that kid can easily uh, grow up to be a man manipulator. So that's right. why you have uh, many people that, that are older now uh, dealing with problems that they should have graduated from when they were kids because it was never phased, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, at a young age, now that kid has already demonstrated that, hey, they, they have that, that characteristic in them. So we have to show them different. Like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, me too as well. So I want to leave off with this here, and probably you, Coach, Coach, I know you was about to ask this, but I want to leave off here with where do you see the future of education after this pandemic is all over with? Why don't you tell us where do you see it right after? Will things go back to somewhat kind of normal, or what? What do you think? Uh, you know what, man. Honestly, uh. <laughs> I don't see it going back to, to normal. You know, I, I, I think that we're going to have to definitely just adapt to it. You know, um, right. you know, uh, I, I, I think, man, that um, in life, man, life, life is going to happen. You know, we we've learned that regardless of what happens, you know, we have to respond, you know, based on who we are and based on uh, our confidence in our future regardless of the vicissitudes of life, because that that's that's going to happen regardless. So um, that's why, man, right right now, we need educators, man, that's going to be the voice for our younger uh, generation. So, man, like the future of education right now, bro, like, I don't know, man, it's, it's I don't see it right now. I don't see it going back to normal, man. I, I don't see how you could I could go from giving handshakes, high fives, and hugs, man, to now I can't touch my kids. Like, you know, I, I can't hug my kids anymore. I got to wear, wear masks. So I think now um, you will have a lot of parents, even if the kids uh, come back, you will have a lot of parents uh, that's probably going to tell kids, hey, you know, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You need to stay away from people, you know. So it's, it's, it's probably not going to be the same, right? And I feel that we can only adapt to it. Um, so you know, that's a, that's one of those questions, man. <laughs> that you really, man, you you really just just gotta you really gotta adapt to it. Um, I don't see it going back to normal, man. Honestly, uh, that's that's my opinion because normal for me would be human interaction, right? That's normal. That's that's a normal way of life. So when you take away that, you know. It's it's not a normal way of life anymore, uh, and we we say this daily. You know, we we say that um, we draw people in by love and human interaction, right? So when you take that away, you're missing the most important ingredient that each each child needs. So now there's there's a uh, a disconnect because now not only are some kids not getting that love and human interaction at home. Now they're forced to, you know, be at a school where it's like another, <laughs> it's like another world right now, bro. Right. So um, it's not normal, it, it, and it probably won't be normal for a while, you know. Um, but w we can't do nothing but just uh, adapt to it, man. So um, yeah, that's that's what I feel, man. Yeah. Coach, 
Coach, you have any final words? No, man. I mean, he nailed that one in the coffin right there. Ain't nothing you can say after that. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. just got to be prepared and, you know, just move on and yeah. let this wave ride, man. That's it. That's that's all we can do, man. <laughs> that's all we can. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, totally. So we you know we we hope if everybody get get vaccinated, we we say that things to you know be back um, to normal. You know, but uh, man, hey, only God knows, man. Uh, mm-hmm. And we can only focus on what it can be, man, instead of what it actually looks like man so uh i know how easy it is to fall into that deep state of depression man because you're focused on suddenly what it looks like right mm-hmm. uh but i mm-hmm. discovered along the way that when we stop focusing on the things that we can't control man and we just focus on what we can do to make this mm-hmm. world a better place man you know we will find life in this situations also by continuing to speak greatness over our lives man so uh that's where I'm at, man. You know, uh, that's that's how I feel, man. And I feel that the future of education is bright. I do think with us having um, an educator as <laughs> as what as the the um, the first lady <laughs> of the United States. I couldn't get it <laughs> as the first lady of of the United States, man. Hopefully, um, hopefully now, um, you know. Things will get a lot, a lot better, man. For for educators, man. I'm I'm hoping that the future will be bright, man. For for educators now, man. So I I think things are going to change, man. In a great way. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. So we would like to thank you so much for coming on yes, on sir. our show on today. So thank you so much. Man, thank y'all so much. I I don't take any opportunity uh, lightly, man. So thank y'all so much for having. Not a problem, man. Yes. Yes, you take care. Okay, thank you so much. Yo, yo I, we did that. Like, we did that. Like, yeah. those questions, yeah. answers, everything was just on cue. On cue, like, right. I'm telling you, man, we all make a great team, but it, it seems like now when we when we separate sometimes and do our own things, but you can just see that compatibility and that teamwork just continuing to grow and grow. And then when we bring it together, and that that's what it means to be an educator. You can go your separate way, do your own thing, but when you come back to your family, everything that you've embraced and learned and the knowledge you got in wisdom, you got you share that with your brother. I'm telling you, man, like mm-hmm. Listen, that's what it means to be a black male educator in my book. When you can learn different things, you can gain knowledge, you can give it to your brother, you can give it to your brother and he accepts it and he learns from it and then he gives it to somebody else. You know what I mean? That's what we got to get back to. And I guarantee if we get back to that and we start incorporating that into our education, in our college of education programs and bringing these brothers in and they start seeing that, that 2% will change, yo. That two percent will change. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm. am so glad that he came on because he. Look, I just listening to everything that yes, that's what I'm talking about right there. Seriously, I I'm very speechless right now. It's it's. I'm so glad we brought him on. So yes, um, so that is it. Um, 
So I'm going to stop the recording now. Don't just listen to future edge carriers talk on your smartphone. Continue the conversation online. Like us on Facebook. Be a part of our conversation by telling us what you think of our episodes. Join us on Instagram for behind the scenes content. Follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with what's happening on our podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss future episodes. And beyond, it's you who keeps future Edge Cares talk going. So like, comment, share, subscribe, review, and connect everywhere with us, you get social. So let's listen together.